Real estate investment is a game-changing principle. It'll teach you a lot about yourself. It'll teach you a lot about the world. It will make you a lot of money if you learn the right pathway, if you create the right framework, and you give real estate the right amount of time. Welcome to the Urban Property Investor. I'm your host, Sam Saggers, here to help you crack the code of real estate wealth. Today's eight lessons from cruising. Yes, I'm going to talk to you about a cruise I went on and some of the observations that I have walked away with from cruising. Yes, does that sound riveting? Does that sound like property investment? Well, I can assure you it's going to lead to some good lessons in life so that uh, you can make the most of making wealth, making money, and setting yourself up financially. Some of the things I have seen, I can never unsee. And today's show is really a download from me to you about the cruising community. Hey, welcome to the show. If it's your first time tuning into the program, play the show in double speed, get your life back. Of course, welcome back regulars. You know the drill. Hey, uh, I talk about it, Lake Weirdo. Who wants to end up living at Lake Weirdo in a strange caravan with their wife drinking cups of Makona? No one really, but of course the sad truth is a lot of people ultimately end up in a place financially in their older years where they do not have too many options. And uh, so I don't want to be that person. I don't think you want to be that person. You probably listen to this podcast so you can end up in a place with a few bob in your back pocket doing what you want, when you want, how you want with the people you want to do it with. Ultimately, real estate is just a vehicle to create wealth. And of course, a large proportion of society's money is inside of real estate. But not a lot of people live off the fruits of being a property investor as a very different platform than the idea of just buying a home and having some shelter. Real estate investment is a game-changing principle. It'll teach you a lot about yourself. It'll teach you a lot about the world. It will make you a lot of money if you learn the right pathway, if you create the right framework, and you give real estate the right amount of time. But I tell you what, recently I went on a cruise ship. Yes, my parents are rather old and fragile. In fact, they're beating the average life expectancy here in Australia, which is great. Keep going. Uh, Parents, uh, you are knocking it for six, but they are pushing into their late 80s. And as such, gallivanting around the world uh, is a little bit more difficult. So to have a bit of a holiday, I decided to take them cruising. Yes, I booked a cruise. Now, there's probably a lot of cruisers listening to this show. Uh, You know, there's a closet 
cruiser community out there that uh, spend time on cruise ships floating around the world. And, uh, of course, I decided to use the great harbour that I live in to its full potential and went down to the rocks at Circular Quay and jumped on a Royal Caribbean cruise with my parents, uh, basically to show them a good time. When you're in your mid-80s, you know, getting about isn't as easy as it used to be. They loved it. They love the shows and all of the things that are on offer on the cruise and uh, the fact that it's quite easy to to get around is a big draw card for someone who's much older. But I did walk away from lessons. When you're packed into or onto a cruise ship with 3,000 other people, you are basically in a little sardine can. And of course, because you're able to observe others, you uh, can actually make some conclusions on how society is going. And it's fair to say the sample size of 3,000 cruisers on a boat has left a mark that I can never unsee. And I want to share with you what I saw so that you can make some good life decisions. And the risk of poor decision-making was something that I saw in front of me. People on that cruise ship, fundamentally, most people were making poor life choices, and I want to share those life choices with you. It's no wonder that only a few percentage of people end up actually, from property investment, wealthy. So no wonder that there's a statistic at the Australian Bureau of Statistics that something like 20,000 people today live off the fruits of income-producing real estate. Because human beings are really their own worst enemy. And ultimately, I think real estate's quite easy. I think being a human is a lot harder. So my first observation, and I've got eight observations from being a cruiser, was that really it was quite an interesting, uh, I guess, voyeurism into human beings. I would say around 20% of the people on the cruise participated in the cruise. 80% of people really just watched and wondered when there was things you could do, things you could buy, things you could uh, activate. A very small percentage of people actually activated the stuff. And of course, I think this is a real symbol of property investment, that only a small percentage of investors or people in society property invest. If you're listening to this episode, you're one of those few people. The average person living in your street, your next door neighbour, your neighbour up the road, the chap you bump into outside of the coffee shop, they're not investing in real estate. They're not active in the asset class. And so I think the first observation that I took away from being a cruiser 
was participation is life. Going to the show, don't miss the opportunity to use the wakeboard machine. Uh, Play the game. Life is there for participation. Participation is what ultimately everything is about. And of course, one of the things that I think leads to a circular economy of participation is property investment. You have more money, uh, you participate in more things. You enjoy life to the fullest. And you, as the saying goes, you don't live the length of your life, you live the width of your life. And so I think there was some outstanding participants on the Royal Caribbean, playing bingo, uh, doing everything you could possibly imagine, Uh, you know, enjoying the shows, uh, eating the meals, uh, you know, participating in everything. There were participators on that boat. But there were also a lot of people who simply uh, got drunk, basically, And so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Now, I don't want to come across like a party pooper. I don't want to come across like, geez, lighten lighten up, Sags. Lighten up. You're a bit tense. No, not at all. I just simply want to give you some observations from one person to the next. My second observation as a cruiser it was really the lack of respect for much older people. And maybe I was triggered by this because I was traveling with geriatrics, but the lack of respect for older people in society is real. Now, I was always brought up that you stand up if an older person doesn't have a seat, Uh, You let a lady walk through the door before you do. Uh, I know things are changing. I know some of that stuff irritates people today. Uh, But I have always grown up in an environment where you respect your elders. And I love older people because I find they are full of wisdom. If you uh, want to extract wisdom, I don't think there is really a wise young person. Typically, wise people are much older people. But I have to say that today, human beings can be standing next to a whole bunch of 80-year-olds and a lift comes to pick up the people and 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds, 30-year-olds jump into a lift before older people, before people who have less ability to move, which makes no sense to me. So my second observation is a disregard for really gratitude. And I say this in a way that maybe upsets some listeners, but I can assure you that the fact that Everybody gets to go on a cruise today. The fact that, uh, you know, we've got a pretty comfortable society in general is because someone planted the tree 
that we get to sit under to enjoy the shade. And so gratitude goes a long way in this world. And uh, without question, I saw that a lot of people are lacking gratitude as a virtue. They simply behave like Neanderthals. And so I do wonder if it is about creating a better world for yourself that if you can't offer gratitude to others, how do you actually create gratitude in yourself? How do you love yourself? And I found that most people were struggling in that regard on that Royal Caribbean cruise ship. Uh, Certainly the people I witnessed. And so, again, if uh, you can't show a little bit of respect for the elderly community, uh, well, maybe it's a sign of the way you're living your life. And of course, the lift drama, if you like, of young people with perfectly good legs uh, abusing the lift scene, the elevator going up and down 14 floors, was a bit bemusing to me because a lot of people avoided using stairs to go up two floors, three floors, five floors, seven floors, nine floors. And I kind of felt like I was in a health pandemic with people who simply would not move. And without question, I think this is a sign of, again, that people avoid pain. Property investment is painful. The whole concept of being a property investor is a concept of pain. It's late payments on your rent, it's annoying paperwork, it's time in the market which is painful to endure, it's rents, it's cash flow, it's after-tax cash flow, it's a pain in the ass being a property investor. But the burn is good. Taking the stairs is good for you. In Economics, it's known as nudge theory. If you want to see nudge theory at work, Google the piano stairs nudge theory. People ultimately are looking for shortcuts and discipline. Well, discipline in that example is taking the stairs. Now, maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. Sometimes I look at myself and go, wow, why am I even thinking like this? But I know people take drugs, for example, to feel a high and they feel shit after. People do sport, they feel shit in the moment, but after that moment, they feel amazing. And it's the same with investing. It's the same with investing. In investing, you've got to take the stairs. You've got to take the stairs. You've got to burn the legs. You've got to feel the pain. You've got to show the discipline. 
and you're going to feel much better after you've done it than certainly doing it. And I mean that in the respect that it might take 15 years of burn, 15 years of using those stairs, but you're going to feel terrible doing it. But after it's done, after the debt's reduced, after the rents have doubled, after your positive cash flow, you're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel amazing. And I found on the cruise that most people take the elevator, not the stairs. I think this is a metaphor for life, that most people want to reach their goals quickly and won't go through the heartache to reach them. And so my advice to you is absolutely enjoy the burn of the stairs. If you're on a cruise ship, it's good for you and you'll feel better after. But if you're a property investor, just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the burn. It's great. My fourth observation of being a cruiser was the buffet. Now, I tell you what, that buffet is pretty plentiful. There is a lot of food at the buffet. All looks absolutely delicious. But what I did notice from the buffet is just how the buffet sends people bananas. And of course, this is a great human observation to go there when there's an abundance perception of stuff, it triggers people from a human perspective. And of course, the buffet triggered everyone to overeat. Everyone was smashing not one plate of food, not two plates of food, but three to four plates of food. Everyone was going back and back and back. And really, the idea is a sunk cost fallacy. The idea that you're going to actually uh, smash all you can eat and there's going to be a benefit to that. Well, let's face it, that is not a good idea. And when it comes to the idea of the buffet, if you like, certainly I see that in real estate. Buying on fads, buying basically when others buy. The idea that everyone's smashing, so I better go smash. And again, I think it's a good lesson that really there are consequences to these type of actions. And ultimately, the consequence is immediate satisfaction, but feeling terrible after. And of course, uh, in real estate, we see this all the time, that people jump into a small regional town or a mining market just because it's a fad. And then once they own the real estate there, once things mature and slow down, they are just absolutely ropeable at themselves for not sticking to fundamentals. Now, the fundamental of eating is having a 
a plate of food. The fundamental of property investment is fundamentals around where there are people populating areas, where there's infrastructure and efficiency improvement. Because there's infrastructure, there's going to be a multiplier effect on jobs. Jobs equals rent and jobs equals capital growth on real estate. So don't be a buffet kind of all-you-can-eat pressured off basically uh, a scavenger hunt for stuff because everyone else is doing it. Be a contrarian investor. Invest where there is opportunity in fundamentals. And again, the best fundamentals in real estate, there's a lot of evidence that they have always worked when it comes to people and people's back pocket. Now, again, you probably think I'm a bit of a party pooper. Why not smash the buffet? Well, it's just an observation. I think uh, people, uh, when they see others, they feel safer to do crazy stuff. And it just takes one to start smashing the buffet. And of course, my sixth observation was just how lost people were on a boat. After three days of sailing, surely you would know where your room is. Surely you would know how the boat works, where the different dining rooms are, where the maze uh, takes you, so to speak. And I think uh, from my observations, I was amazed at just how many people were constantly lost, asking for directions. Do you know where this is? Do you know where that is? I've lost my room. I don't, uh, am I, I'm, I'm on the wrong deck. I'm on the wrong floor. Uh, it was overwhelming. Like it was quite amazing. A well, uh, you know, a well mapped out boat, if you like, and people were still lost, bumping around. And I tell you what, I think, again, another observation, a lot of people bump their way through their entire life, just not knowing where to go, not knowing what door to take, not knowing which hallway to walk down, and ultimately live in a very overwhelmed state rather than just setting the sail, making the plan, observing the route, learning the process. And again, it's uh, uh, just an observation of what I witnessed with 3,000 people on a cruise. But for a lot of people, they seemingly could not guide themselves forward. And I think it's up to us as individuals to take charge of our own life, learn to navigate, and or find a guide to help us get where we need to go in this world. After all, most people have a number, a mathematical number that they want in their retirement. Most people I coach want $100,000 passive income in retirement paid to them or $2,000 a week, $2,000 a week to live off. 
To do that, you need a navigational plan. You need a process, a map. You need a number. You need a number of properties to produce a certain amount of income that pays income to you. And it might mean you need to buy a couple of properties, sell one, pay down the debt on some others, and and then debt reduce using the rents that are positive cash flow on the debt to eliminate your financial obligations to banks to end up debt-free. Obviously, that takes some work. And we always say this in, in real estate. Real estate is not so much a game of just property investment. It's a game of many other things to master. And that mastery itself takes quite often a bit of work. It takes a team to get you where you need to go. And of course, mastering real estate is as much about mastering debt, mastering assets, mastering tax, and mastering income. All of that is the maze of life. And as I said, seemed to me a lot of people were bumping their way around that boat. And I do know a lot of people bump their way through their life and then wake up in their mid-50s going, what the hell have I done? I have no financial uh, legacy. And it's interesting, you know, we've got all the McCrindle stats from the great demographers, uh, you know, something like 40% of Gen X now are worried about money in retirement. They're facing their retirement years. Um, Gen Y is no better. People aren't planning. They're just bumping their way through life. And I tell you what, it's not a good way to live your life. The seventh observation is hangovers. Yes, people were getting recklessly smashed on that boat. The drinks package, wow, what a package because you can consume alcohol from really the moment you wake up to as long as you can stand up. And again, I'm one for having fun. I've had a few big nights in my life. I've had more than a few big nights in my life. I had a cracker uh, just about two months ago. And uh, certainly, I don't want to sound like a party pooper. Crack on. Uh, have a good night. Live life. Pash someone. Do what you've got to do. Uh, you know, it is, the, uh, it is life in general. You know, have a laugh. Take your friends out. Uh, but... I will say that seemingly a lot of people drank because their peers were simply drinking. And a lot of people were excessively drinking to the point where it seemingly looked like it was an uncomfortable vibe. You know, it was like their third day drinking in a row kind of vibe. And again, I think human beings will swap short-term gratification rather than long-term well-being. You know, having 
a massive, massive booze up. It's obviously a bit of fun in the moment, um, but, you know, is that, you know, binge drinking for four days straight good for your long-term well-being? Probably not. Probably not. Again, don't want to be accused of being a party pooper, but I think it is also a reality of humans. They live in a economic hangover daily. They live in an economic hangover daily. They're basically so foggy from uh, their daily world that they, every day they wake up the next day, the fog just continues. And really, you know, when we think about the idea of, of, going through that sort of suffering of having that hangover, uh, rather than than making a change, it's kind of easy to just go, oh, I'll just smash and deal with the consequences after. And I think when it comes to being a better leader of yourself, a better leader of, uh, you know, being economically sound, it's going... Well, what do I shop swap short term to get the long term benefit of a result? Real estate is a long term sport. You're going to have to give up something that involves a short term gratification for long term well being. It's just the way it works. And uh, again, I love a good party. I had a party on the boat myself. Had a mild hangover myself. I was observing myself as well. And uh, hey, short-term gratification versus long-term well-being. I think it's one of the big roots of all evil when it comes to investment. The fact that so many people live uh, really for, you know, a better car or a, you know, fancy watch or some sort of gratification item rather than going, that's going to add no value to my long-term well. There is a distinct difference between gratification and activity to value. Value takes takes time to create. And again, these are just my observations of being a cruiser. And I would say my final observation of being a cruiser is ultimately bad investments. Yes, the Royal Caribbean has some great bad investments. And I was absolutely surprised to see People parting with their money, buying worthless pieces of art and replicas at the art auction. Now, look, I am one for a lovely painting. I have beautiful art throughout my abode. I'm certainly one for decorating and making spatial places look nicer using art. But I have to say, the art auction seemed like a bad investment to me. And even crazier, some people 
were using debt to buy art. Yes, they were using their credit card to pay for something that will ultimately not produce wealth. Now, there's plenty of art that will produce wealth, but I can assure you it's not on the Royal Caribbean. And so what I noticed was market lemon theory at work, that the that society really can't tell the difference between something that is high quality and something is that is low quality. There were a lot of low quality goods being transacted at that art auction and a lot of people spending their money. Now, I've heard of this before. Uh, I was speaking to a financial advisor and he mentioned to me that one of his clients actually went on the uh, Royal Caribbean uh, and dusted his super on art. And uh, he was trying to help that person out of that particular situation. So some people do some crazy things when it comes to the idea that they can make money. Instead of sticking to the fundamentals, it's like, wow, I can make some money by buying some art on a cruise ship. So bad money, bad money habits, and worthless art purchases. It's really a lack of financial education, a lack of of good consumerism, and really an emotional spend on those people's behalf. And of course, I think really the lack of financial education is the big one at work here. You had people in their middle ages blowing dough on this crap. And again, like, I just think that it is an epidemic in society, a pandemic. I'm going to bring out the pan. We're bringing out the big pan. It's a pandemic in society when people do not have the right level of financial education, that they're blowing their money on worthless purchases of assets that are liabilities. Really, I can assure you that is what was unfolding. If the casino and the flutter wasn't bad enough, and of course, I don't mind a little bit of a punt in the old Melbourne Cup, a couple of hands of uh, blackjack, but again, some of the people were just throwing their money away there for days. And so these are some of the cancers inside of society that really, I think, do not show human beings in the best light. And uh, the reason I highlight it, not to be righteous, but just to voyeur into a sample size of society, ultimately, maybe some words that I shared today may just prompt someone you know to guide themselves into, I don't know, a better place a better place to live, a better place to grow, a better place to educate yourself, a nicer way to spend your money, a better way to create a legacy for those you love. I mean, it's all 
part of the life journey. And I guess I'm walking away going internal behaviors really consist with our external messaging of ourself. The way we control us is our business card. The fact that 20-year-olds and kids don't get out of the way to let old people into a lift is a business card. You're wearing that on your shirt. The world sees you that way. The fact that some people are blowing their life savings on uh, worthless art, that's your business card. That's who you are. Your internal behavior, behavior is really who you are. You know, and so again, who am I to say what's right or wrong? I don't know. Some of these things become very philosophical. But I'm just here to tell you what I'm seeing. And the idea that real estate, if done well, is an absolute gift because it teaches you more than making money. It teaches you the power of gratitude, the power of small wins, the power of of uh, the burn, the power of uh, giving up something to get something. It teaches you a lot of lessons along the way. And I think those lessons, good lessons from property investors may actually be the way to approach life in general. You become your influences. If people influence you to do something, you become that. Uh, And really, I think the way to think about the world is just knowing that the way you behave is your postcard. All right, folks, I may lose some listeners from this episode, but hey, I had to do it. It's been on my mind. I thought, why not? Cruising and property investment, can you put the two together? We never know until we get to the end if the show is worthy. But hey, that's it from me, folks. Next week, let's talk more property. We'll get into the real bones of it next week. All right, folks, catch ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Urban Property Investor. To never miss an episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app or on YouTube. I would love it if you could give the show a rating and share it with your friends and family. In between episodes, you can always keep in touch with me by connecting on social media over Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Until we meet again on the next episode of the Urban Property Investor, take care and bye for now.